Welcome everybody to Beyond Beyond the Box Set, where this week we're reviewing The Irishman, mm-hmm. which is not a cinema release. I know it kind of is. But... Uh, brief, I saw it in the cinema, I'm one of the few. Yeah, it's uh, the new Martin Scorsese film that has been released on Netflix. Everyone's heard of this, you all know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a big Oscar player this year, so... We... Is it? Yeah, absolutely. It really? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I can see from your expression that uh, you might not agree with that, but I'll be very surprised if this wasn't nominated in many categories it's Martin Scorsese he's like he's one of those you know what one of those who just gets nominated based on his reputation pretty much and you know people like this film I generally disagree with that Mm. that people get nominated like that sure I mean like like we talked in the pub last night about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood probably getting a nomination and like is that just because it's a Tarantino film well I mean people liked those films more than we did they both got really good I'm sure they're both like high 90s on Rotten Tomatoes so you know Mm. yeah okay sure 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 um what do you think the plot was of this? The plot of The Irishman? Um, <clears throat> it was long, that's what it was. That's um, damn right what it was. <laughs> this is famously, this film is over three and a half hours long, um, which is one of the reasons I wanted to see it in the cinema, uh, yeah. which is because if I'd watched this film on Netflix on my laptop, I would have not really been paying enough attention because yeah. I don't have the attention span. But was in the cinema, I can just focus and not look at my phone for three and a half hours and, and I can really be engage with it and I'm glad I did that because I did enjoy this movie I thought it was a good film um, the plot basically is it's told from the perspective of Robert De Niro mm-hmm. who uh, I forget they're, they're all real life people it's based on a book called uh, I Hear You Paint Houses mm-hmm. which is I think what the film was supposed to be called right okay but then obviously they've changed it to something more commercial okay because the, the title at the very beginning is just mm-hmm. I Hear You Paint Houses like mm-hmm. the Irishman is very much like an afterthought of a title right okay yeah because yeah, when that title came at the beginning I was like Alright, I'm not up for this, but it's one of those films that's in chapters that every now and then they'll give a chapter title. Yeah, not so and, much. And then I got to the end of the film, I was like, was that just one chapter? Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> the studios were like, no, we can't call it They Paired, We Heard You Paint Houses, that sounds really boring. Mm. Give it a more generic name. And Martin Scorsese was like, fine, screw you. Mm. Uh, you can put it on the poster, but the title is always getting, in the film is going to be mm-hmm. I Heard You Paint Houses. Yeah. Which makes more sense yeah. when you understand what that means. Yeah. Painting houses refers to uh, taking, carrying out hits, killing people, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, because he splatters the blood, the wars with blood mm-hmm. I guess when he shoots them in the head mm-hmm. which Robert De Niro spoiler alert does a lot in this film yeah many people shot of, yeah. Um, yeah but it basically follows him he, he, his, he starts off as a like a lorry driver he's, mm-hmm. he's a war veteran he's been in Italy and then uh, this is in New York I believe and then he kind of gets involved with a mob he meets Joe Pesci and uh, who kind of becomes his mentor and he becomes like a, a hitman then he gets involved with one Al Pacino the, one thing I thought was a bit weird when um, we see him meeting Joe Pesci mm. uh, well first of all we see them in what I guess is somewhat present day but like nearly the oldest we see them they're on some sort of a little road trip yeah there's a lot of cutting um, back and forth in time in this film yeah using the magic of de-aging which we'll talk about yeah um, and I, I think on this road trip this is a time where they're at the actor's age it looks like they look the most natural I think yeah probably close I mean I'm sure that they, they're both in the Cause, I, cause, I would say the oldest they look is probably the real thing because they're both in their late seventies. Well, yeah, but I'm, when I'm seeing Robert De Niro in like the old old people's home, oh yeah, they probably and, and Joe Pesci in the uh, in in the prison, like they they both look super old there. Whereas in the in the road trip, they both look like okay, you're you know just a bit beyond retirement age. Yeah, that's... no, you're probably right. Yeah, they, they probably yeah, yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so. <clears throat> uh, 
they stop and have a smoke at one point, and then Robert De Niro is like, "Hey, look where we are." And Joe Pesci like, oh, "What do you know? Mm. Well, what are the chances?" Like, Joe Pesci, you own that. You you, you owned that garage and probably still do. <laughs> yeah, that was a. Little... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he probably owns a lot of things, but yeah. Yeah, but like we then cut back to when Joe Pesci is owning and working at that garage. Mm. I mean, you make a good point. Yeah, he does. See. <laughs> I think they just needed a little flashback moment. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, oh, maybe he's getting getting a bit senile in his old age. It's very possible, yeah. Mm. Although he's very much still going around collecting money off people, so who knows? Yeah, that's the last thing you want to see now, gangster. Right? No, <laughs> God, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but go on. Um, well, yeah, I'm not going to run down the whole plot of the film of this three and a half hour film, but essentially he starts off, he rises to the rank of being a hitman for Joe Pesci, and they become very close friends. Their families become very intertwined. Mm-hmm. About, about a third of the way through the film, Al Pacino enters. He plays... Oh, it's a real-life guy, and I forget his name now. He was He's really, really famous, or was. Mm. Ironically, there's a line in the film where like, nobody knows what this guy, who this guy is anymore. Back in the day, he was yeah. everything. Anyway, he's a union man. Yeah. He's, he's like a union leader. Like the, Len, the Len McCluskey of America in the 50s, I guess. Um, and, so, and he's also involved... With, so he, he's involved with like workers' rights and stuff, but also he is very much involved with the mob, mm-hmm. which, uh, again, I, I believe was true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and he is, he's friendly with Joe Pesci, but as the film goes on, he kind of alienates all the other gangsters. He gets into a lot of feuds and makes himself essentially more hassle than he's worth having around, ultimately leading to him having to be yep. knocked off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and that responsibility falls to Robert De Niro, even though Robert De Niro has established quite a close friendship with him as well over mm-hmm. the course of this film. So he actually gets made responsible for taking out, putting out the hits, which he reluctantly does, mm-hmm. and then he feels bad so, about it. I mean, it. it's about two hours later that this happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, I say I'm rushing through because it's yeah. not, you know. The, 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 to be fair, there's not that much that happens in this film. It's very slowly yeah. paced. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> well, I told you that's why I wanted to watch it in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then like, I guess the film just ends with Robert De Niro in an old people's home, mm-hmm. kind of in a you eat what you sow. He's a, he's estranged from his family. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the family and stuff. His daughter, his daughter isn't speaking to him. And it's just kind of implying that he's going to die alone. Everyone else has either been assassinated by this point or is in prison, or mm-hmm. both. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's kind of left reflecting on whether he's had a good life or not. I think he ends with confession to a priest and he says he has nothing to confess or something. Mm. So yeah, I guess it's just kind of a, a rumination on, you know, what what is this, what is a life? Yeah. So yeah, that's essentially the plot. Yeah, yeah. I guess. It felt very literary. It did. You can, it definitely felt like something that was established, that was adapted from a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It felt like a, a, like a lot of it you were supposed to just get the hidden meaning behind different scenes and different mm-hmm. different storylines in it. But the problem was that the majority of the time I just didn't have the energy to do that. Mm-hmm. I just didn't care. Yeah. It's not one that... And, and, and <clears throat> sometimes it was just too too obvious. And I mean, the main thing that I'm going back to, just because it's the main thing I can remember because it's the last part of it that I watched was the final half hour of it, hmm. he just starts planning his funeral, going out, buying a coffin, and talking to solicitors and stuff like that. And, um, and it's just ultimately, yeah, and then he dies of old age at the end. Yeah. It really could have been done much quicker. I guess. I mean, I quite, I quite liked the end of it, because I thought it was quite... I, don't know, I thought it was quite touching mm. in many ways. Not that I felt a huge amount of sympathy for the character, but yeah. more like, I, I don't know, it just makes you think about when you get to that age and you're actually you're like, literally planning for your own death. You know, it's mm. kind of... Quite bleak. So. Yeah, it's bleak. It's interesting. Yeah, and the fact they had no one around him to do it to help him or to do it for him—that's the mm. whole. I guess that's the whole point. Is because he was estranged from his family. Mm. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Of, of all the parts I would have caught from this film, I don't think that would be one of them. I think it's just that. No, by that either, point, you've watched two but, whole films. You know? But that's just an example of how long everything is in this. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, 
this felt really badly paced. It was definitely... Just because yeah. it's, like, like you said, very little happens. Mm. It's so slow. And it's not even that there's a lot of talking. No, because there's, there's not loads. There's just lots of scenes. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it might have got to the stage where in Scorsese's career, where people just aren't quite saying, aren't saying no to him. Yeah, I think that's it. I think when you get to a certain level of prestige, you can just do whatever you yeah, want. No one's saying, "Hey, you need to cut half." I mean, clearly there was some argument over the title, but other than that, like, yeah. no one's. People aren't gonna, um, yeah, be like, "Hey, you need to chop this in half or something." Yeah, so. like this can't be a three and a half hour movie, no. like. You know, re-edit it to make it either a mini-series, which I'm sure Scorsese would hate, yeah. or make it two movies, yeah. or even three. Um, you know, go into, go into more detail over a trilogy, or go into the same amount of detail over just two films. Because I, I can't imagine that Scorsese would be against that, because look at the Godfather uh, series. He didn't direct those. That's Francis Ford Coppola. I know, I know, okay. I know. I, I wasn't saying he did. Okay. But they're quite similar to this. Oh, sure, yeah. But... I don't know there's just even though there's a lot more because it's a lot longer, The Godfather, there's a lot more memorable memorable moments and quotes. True. And I can't think of a single quote or moment from this film. There's, mm, there's a couple, but yeah, there's not lots. Any, any anything other than like, oh god, Al Pacino just got shot in the head. Yeah. Like just little bits like that. When you go back to The Godfather, there's a dead horse's head in somebody's bed. Oh yeah. Or there's quotes of like, I'll make him an offer he can't refuse, mm. or yeah. stuff like that. There's I don't know, this film didn't have anything. It, no, you're right, it didn't feel like it. Yeah. It didn't have anything memorable. No, I would agree. Yeah, I would, rec- I kind of would, one thought I had while watching this was I would compare this, seeing this film, the experience of watching this film, to going to see the Rolling Stones in concert or something. Because it's like, you've got the, the old, they all gang back together again. You know, you've got mm-hmm. Scorsese, you've got De Niro, Pacino, um, Pesci. Joe Pesci. Yeah, they've all been in, you know, Godfather, Goodfellas, all these classic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, gangster movies. And yeah, this one isn't as iconic. You know, they're all, they're all a bit older now, well, they're a lot older now. Mm-hmm. You know, but then they're just kind of playing the hits. Yeah, and it's not as good as it used to be objectively, but it's something quite sweet about it. You're still mm-hmm. seeing something a little bit, mag- a little bit magic that mm-hmm. might not be around for very much longer. So, because it really felt like a, a greatest hits film as well, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. what I mean, it's like them doing what they do. You know, yeah. wheeling out the, the big numbers. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's kind of how I found it. and I'm not even like the biggest fan of all those films. I think they're very good, obviously, but um, yeah, it didn't particularly bother me. The, 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 the slowness of it just felt kind of yeah. It didn't have very it didn't have very high stakes. I think that's one thing. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Who would you say was the standout performance? Uh, well, Robert De Niro is obviously the main, so I think it's probably got to go to him, but. To, to rank the three of them, it's Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, I think. Oh, really? That's interesting. I'll do yeah. it in reverse. Yeah. Well, only because yeah, Robert De Niro is really good. And Al Pacino has like one or two shouty scenes. He's all, he's all shouty. He's, he's, well, I think I liked him because he's just a big old ham. Yeah. He's always a big old <laughs> yeah, ham. Yeah, yeah. He's that kind of actor. Uh, and this really suited him because he's playing a character who is essentially a ham. Like he, he's someone who plays to the crowd, the, mm-hmm. the back seats of the room, you know. Um, <clears throat> I just thought Robert De Niro, as much as it's great to see him actually trying, because he's been in a lot of pretty crappy mediocre stuff for the past like 20 years mm-hmm. so it's nice to see him actually in a real movie yeah that's definitely and it's a lot from, it's really from his perspective but you don't really learn a lot about him mm. he doesn't he's not because his character is very like he keeps it all under the surface like he's not not a very emotional character he's not a character who expresses how he feels mm-hmm. and that's kind of the point but mm. I don't I felt like it didn't really let you into until the very end when it kind of even at the end when he's ten, kind of like I say planning his funeral and stuff he's still 
it's not like he's happy. He's like, oh, the regrets of it all. I wish I'd done mm-hmm. lived my life differently. He he's still very kind of stoic. Yeah, and I think that's a good that's a character choice, obviously. But it just meant that like there wasn't wasn't a lot of there there. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot to like grab onto in terms of really caring about that character. Mm-hmm. Whereas Al Pacino's character was just much felt much more like layered in, and interesting and like lively. Yeah, like I was always more most interested when he was in the, on the screen. Yeah, because like, he was doing the most acting, I guess. But and his relationship, like the comparison between him and Joe Pesci, where Joe Pesci's a lot more quiet and like sinister in many ways. Uh, whereas Al Pacino is much more like charismatic, mm-hmm. but also very hard-headed and obviously very not well not not stupid, but not will not not able to kind of see what's going on from you know the, too arrogant I guess. Mm-hmm. Everyone's trying to walk, throughout the film. Everyone's trying to warn him that he's gone too far and he needs to take a step back and he never listens and ultimately kills him. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah no, I, that all makes sense. Yeah. And Joe Pesci, I mean, I just think he's fantastic. He's very good at, for someone who's so small, like physically small, he mm-hmm. is. I mean, I mean, good. Have you seen Goodfellas? No. Like that's his probably. I've his not class. seen anything. Okay. Well, you've seen him in Home Alone, surely. Uh, oh, was that him? Oh, that was him. Yeah. It was, wasn't mm. it? Yeah. 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 I mean, I've seen that once, and I didn't like it, and it was a few years ago. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but no, like he, he he has a famous speech in Goodfellas that's like iconic. If it's really really scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's just without, without ever like raising his voice or really doing anything particularly mm-hmm. demonstrative, you can just sense that he's just not someone you mess with. Like yeah, and that's I think that's a, that's a real that speaks to his kind of talent. So. Mm, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoyed him, and he's not been in. He's been like retired for decades. So mm. he literally just came out to do this because he's. Guess you and Martin Scorsese a favor, and you know, so and <laughs> yeah, I was probably going to get an Oscar out of it. So you know, right? yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so are all three of them just doing their standard acting roles in this? I would say so. Yeah, like you know, I mean, not to say that you know Robert De Niro is incredibly diverse actor. He's done loads of oh, different yeah, things. Oh yeah, he but, can do so many things. But yeah, but I mean, definitely these this, are the things. This, that this feels like it's going right back to his taxi driver yeah. sort of days. Well, that's what I mean. They're playing the hits. You know, mm-hmm. they're all doing. This is not none of them are doing characters they haven't played before. Mm-hmm. But they're just a little bit older, a little bit slower, and you know, a little bit sad of him, anyways. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, speaking of age, what did you think of the de aging in this film? I thought it was bang on, really. Mm. I thought it it looked fine. There was there was there wasn't ever a moment where was, where it looked rubbery or you could see any of the edges or anything like that. It was fine. I mean, I couldn't help but look at it every time it was there. Yeah, that's the it's, thing. It's maybe that's just the way that I watch it and that other reviewers watch it. If like. Is this good? Have they done this well? They, I think they have, yeah. And then you find yourself not listening to the scene because you're looking at their faces. That's my problem with it. Like, it's not that it's looked particularly janky. It's mm. just that I, I just don't like it. I just fundamentally no. dislike it. And I really hope that it goes the way of 3D films, mm-hmm. where like it doesn't matter how much better they make it look, people just don't want it and they just accept it and just they stop making it. I mean, I'm sure they'll try again with 3D films in a year or so. But yeah, well, Avatar's coming soon. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, th- I think it's a bit. It's, it's a bit of a surprise to see it in a Scorsese film. Mm. Um, I was expecting it to be more for, you know, Marvel films. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 action films starring Will Smith, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's it. It's because this is such a, like, a character-driven film. It's not an effects film. It no. just felt out of place, and it it, it did it distract. Even though it wasn't bad, it distracted me because it was just. It's got that like uncanny valley quality to it. Mm-hmm. It's like because you know intellectually that oh, here's Robert De Niro, digitally aged to be about forty years old. Mm-hmm. But you know the real thing's close to 80 and there's scenes where he's, he's like flirting with a barmaid and I just kept thinking, well, in reality, this <laughs> poor woman was having to flirt with an 80-year-old man and like, mm. it's just stuff like that. I just mm. And also it kind of robs you, I think it robs you of the opportunity to see another actor doing a really good Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously it's, 
requires a different kind of suspension of disbelief when you've got two actors playing the same character because yeah. obviously two people aren't going to look identical. Yeah. But that's that's part of the fun of watching a film for me. Like you know, if the flashback scenes had been someone who was in their forties, I, I can't think who would do a good De Niro. But mm. let's say Paul Rudd, just pulling a name out of hat. Not Paul Rudd, <laughs> but you know someone. Yeah, yeah. And you'd be like, I well, think, I think he's more of an Al Pacino. Yeah, he is. He, you know, he wouldn't do it. He'd be a terrible Robert De Niro. But just just yeah. to pull a name out of a hat, like you, then he'd be like, oh wow, he's really nailing that De Niro impression, or mm. oh he's doing a really bad De Niro impression. You know, like mm-hmm. you can have an opinion on it in a way that I think is more interesting, and mm-hmm. it's, it just adds a little bit more layer of richness to watching the film whereas watching someone who's been digitally de-aged it's just like oh that's not what you look like mm. I don't know, it's just for me it, I just I just dislike it like I say it wasn't bad mm-hmm. but it, it was definitely I definitely noticed well, I think it. it's partly that it's set over so many different time frames yeah that it would be difficult to do it with recasting because then what do you have somebody for every time frame no well I think they could or, do practical aging for you know because it's not like it's every 10 years or something like it's often a lot more gradual than that that is true there's lots of jumping around it's not like split into different chapters it's just all yeah. it jumps all over his career yeah, yeah. That, that's fair it would, it would have been tricky but mm. yeah I don't know I think that's the way that I would have preferred to have seen this film would be as a mini series of a, of a few 45 minute episodes which mm. I know that people have said when you can jump in and out of this film to make mm. it that but also to do it like that and have like I don't know, maybe if it is a bit more chronological, but maybe that wouldn't work. I've not really thought deeply into that. And then just have a different actor for each decade or something. Yeah, episodes. that's it, because I've started watching... I watched it all in full in the cinema, and I'm, I've started re-watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, using oh, I the... will never re-watch this film. Fair enough. I, I can tell you right now, I will never watch this film ever again. Okay, I'll take it off the shortlist for the main show. Thank God. I wouldn't do that to you. Um, but no, I'll start just because it's going to be in, in definitely going to be part of the Oscar conversation, and I just want to like refresh it a little bit. So yeah. I started watching it as a in the in because there's a, 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 a meme has gone around with like the ideal put breaks for to make it a four part miniseries where mm-hmm. they're all like forty five minute chunks. Yeah, and I've watched two of them so far, and yeah, it's it, you can definitely dip in and out that way. It, it makes it more accessible. Mm-hmm. But because the film does leap around in time, you're right. I think it would if it was a miniseries, if it, if it was a t- intended that way. Yeah, I think I think a more chronological approach, I agree, would be better where you'd actually follow him through his life, mm. through like the, the early years and the late years, and then you could have different actors because it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be as complicated to see someone physically go from being forty to fifty to eighty to sixty mm. to back to forty again yeah. to seventy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it really is all over the place. So yeah, yeah, yeah God, it would be so confusing and just the the lack of chronological order that is that is told in. Yeah, 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 it would just be ridiculous if it was different actors. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think they made the right choice with that. Yeah, for what the film is, I guess you're right. I, but I still don't like digital de-aging. No. I'd, I'd rather have practical effects work. Just because mm. also another thing you notice is that like they've got the fa- they like the smoothed out faces and the hairlines mm-hmm. of younger men, but they still have the. F- it's like the way they walk. There's, See, there's the- I didn't notice that. I was actually looking out for that because yeah. I've heard you and other people talk about it. Yeah, but I didn't notice it at all. Mm. I was looking for it in any kind of walking, running, even fighting scenes. Maybe I was just being too nitpicky because I was, you know, mm. I knew digital daging was happening, so I think I was being quite nitpicky with it. But yeah, I don't know. It just, it, 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 I just, I'm just not a fan. Yeah, it, it's never going to be something I'm going to appreciate. So I hope it goes away. But if, at, the, at the moment, it's becoming only more prominent. So I'm going to have to get over it. I think. Yeah, I wouldn't say it ruined the film. I'm just, it was just a little thing that bugged me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, what did you think of any of the other? There's quite a large supporting cast in this film. It's basically everyone who's ever been in a gangster film ever. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah you've got Ray Liotta um, turns up for a bit. Uh, Jesse Plemons is in Jesse it. Jesse Plemons is in it, yeah, as yeah. Al Pacino's son. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed that. He... I, I don't know if I like him. Really? Jesse Plemons. I, 
I don't know, it, or if it's just that he never plays anywhere near a likable character. No, that's true. He always is either a villain or an idiot. Yeah, yeah. or both. Or both, yeah. Um, or just some sort of disgusting man. Yeah. Um, yes, I don't know if I like him or not, but then when he showed up in this, and he doesn't get an introduction or anything, he's just there sitting on the couch with with a few extras. Yeah, he um, doesn't have any lines until like the very end, and I've mm. he keeps popping up because I knew that the um, there was a bit of controversy about Anna Paquin, who, play, who plays the daughter the main daughter, mm-hmm. only has six words in, of dialogue in the whole film. Wow. Yeah. So there was a lot of controversy about that because there's, like, oh, well, I mean, there are other women who speak in this film, but he, she's the most, like, she's an Oscar winner, so you'd expect her to have a mm-hmm. media role. And uh, so people were kind of and like, she's oh. She's the biggest female character in this. By far, and she has yeah. six words. Of yeah, so people, a lot of people were like, oh, well, that's crap. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but but I, knew that, I knew that she didn't have any dialogue, so I was like, kind of expecting that. But then when Jesse Clemens is also in the back, and I was like, does he have any lines? Was he just giving me like an extra as well? Yeah. Like it was, but he did actually get some. Mm-hmm. I thought the stuff with the fish was quite funny. There's a whole scene yes. where, yeah. basically, Robert De Niro is on his way to assassinate Al Pacino, who is Jesse Plemons' dad, mm-hmm. and just f- through coincidence, or I can't remember if it was planned or not, but he ends up in the car with Jesse Plemons, mm-hmm. and Jesse Plemons is there's a whole thing about that he's kept a fish in the back of the mm. car and it stinked. Us. It was just a weird little moment of strange humor that. Yeah, it didn't was. really add to anything, but it was just that's what you like. You put Jesse Plemons in a movie for. That was the only thing that I thought was close to being a memorable scene. Mm. Just, uh, just a bit of weirdness talking about a fish that means nothing. Like, yeah, yeah, but it just it just wasn't. It didn't didn't strike a chord for me. But it really did feel like a like a Todd from Breaking Bad kind of move. Yeah, just to like oh, put a fish in my car and now it stinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I, I like it when Jesse Plemons shows up. He he, he makes he's he's so uncomfortable and but yeah. he's, I think he's a great great actor mm. but because he, he, he is so uncomfortable like I, I would and, never in a million years have casted him as Al Pacino's son no that <laughs> that is strange cast I, I didn't really get the family resemblance very much no that, no. that wasn't there at all yeah. no mm. <laughs> yeah but yeah, no, I appreciate him being there uh, so what did you think of the Anna Paquin kind of six words of dialogue character arc do you think it was because um, I, 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 there is an argument that her not speaking is kind of the point because mm. she's in the film a lot she just literally doesn't say anything. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times where she's actively not talking to her dad. Yeah, I think that's what I mean. A lot of people have been like, and I, to, be, to be honest, I kind of agree. I actually thought it made it worked because mm. when she actually does speak, it's like, oh, she said something. Yeah. yeah. But it's not a story told from her point of view. No. It's all from his point of view. Yeah. And, you know, the her role is to be the daughter that doesn't speak to her dad. Yeah. So, yeah, she shouldn't really have such a big problem with the fact that she doesn't speak that much. No. No, I thought it. Made, I thought it kind of made sense. Yeah, I, I didn't have a problem. If it was a film that was told from multiple people's points of view, like if you saw bits of Al Pacino's story or you saw bits of Joe Pesci's story, which you do, but you only see it from Robert De Niro's point of view. Mm. If it wasn't that, if that wasn't the case, then and you saw their own stories, then yeah, she'd missed out in some way. Mm. Yeah, that's fine for me. I think. Yeah, she's she's pretty much like the heart of the film in many ways. Or she's like the conscience. Yeah. Because right from the, even before it's Anna Paquin, there's some younger actresses actresses who play her as a kid mm-hmm. and you see how she sees how her dad's very you know dad beats up that guy who tells her about that that's shop owner mm-hmm. you see how like she doesn't trust joe pesci she just takes an instant dislike to him mm-hmm. and that kind of continues throughout the whole film and it's just because a lot of the film is like the very this very insular gangster world and then it, it she i guess her role is to show how it affects the families and mm-hmm. people who aren't involved in the world in that same way so yeah no i thought she did i thought as kind of an almost silent performance it was actually really really good yeah I thought she was great so, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I do find that sometimes people's 
uh, complaints about women not being in things. Mm. Sometimes it's just not justified. This feels like one of those cases. The other one that comes to mind was Dunkirk. Sure. I mean, did like, people really moan about there not being women in Dunkirk? Yeah. Well, that's strange. Cause yeah, it's not, it is strange, isn't yeah. it? Because it's a very historic film and like, what do you want? Yeah. I mean, I will say there's probably far more women films. on the beaches. Yeah. There are far more films made about men. You know, so it's like, oh, Absolutely. Well, what a shame. We can't have women in this because, you know, it's a film about men. But Yeah, no, it's a good point. But I don't think this particular film did her dirty. I, thought, I think it was definitely an artistic choice rather than just like, oh, we forgot to write any words for the women. Mm. I think it was definitely a choice to make her not speak until she does. So Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think she gave, she was, still was a kind of a rich character and she had a lot of screen time. So mm-hmm. for someone compared to how many words she said. So, yeah. yeah. Do you think this film was made just to win Oscars? Mm, I wouldn't say that. I would say it's more of a film that Martin Scorsese wanted to make and like I said, because he's so revered and renowned. Mm-hmm. They, I think it's, it's a little bit of a vanity project kind of thing. It's like, right. oh, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm going to get all the all, all, all the gang back together. I'm going to get Pesci and De Niro and Pacino. Mm-hmm. I'm going to adapt this book that I really, he obviously really likes. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I would, I would just say that it's something he wanted to make and because he is who he is, he got pretty much a blank check to do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, But it is definitely the kind of thing that the Oscars like. Yeah. It's like, it's the same, we're saying this about Tarantino in The Puppy Estate. It's the same thing. I don't think Tarantino makes films thinking, oh, I want to win an Oscar in the way that like, mm, a yeah. lot of, a lot of films, um, there are films like that, like, you know, period, a lot of period films, mm-hmm. I really do feel like they're just made to win Oscars, you know, mm-hmm. there'll, yeah. there'll definitely be a few we'll see this year that are pure Oscar baits. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's more like these are the kind of films that get made because they, they, they're popular and they, they make money, mm-hmm. but also it's the kind of thing that people who vote for the Oscars just love. You know, mm-hmm. the Oscars loves Martin Scorsese. The Oscars, the Oscars loves Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. The Oscars loves historical dramas. You know, it's everything that the, the Academy loves. So yeah, I think it's just very much not Oscar bait, but Oscar catnip. I would say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, Oscar catnip. <laughs> um, all right then, out of ten, I would give this a high seven. High seven? I, I liked it. I really did like mm. it. I did think it was... I agree it's slow, it's overlong, and it's not the most engaging, but I thought it was a very well-made film, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed watching it, and the acting was uniformly brilliant. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I liked it. I'm guessing your, your rock will be lower. But. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm torn between giving it a three or a four. Okay. The acting was very good in it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there's anything that was like, oh my God, that needs to... That acting needs to win an Oscar, or at least get a nomination. Mm-hmm. Nothing really stood out to me. But also, everybody was doing great. And they, they, they were doing their standard then. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I, I think I might give this a four. Okay. The pacing is the main thing for me. The pacing, yeah. the, the slow movement of it. Um, I mean, sometimes pace, like sometimes slow movement can work if you're interested in the plot and you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But this one, it never, it never showed me why I should be interested in it. Mm-hmm. And That's fair. Yeah. I don't just watch films because I'm interested in them before I've seen them. Like, mm. watch no, it needs to grab bit. you. Yeah. yeah, it should tell you why you're interested, probably in the first half hour. Yeah. And this one didn't really do so at all. Didn't didn't try to, I don't think. No, I think it's one of those things you just need to... It's... Like you said earlier, it, it didn't have any stakes. No, it, 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 didn't, it didn't have it didn't, high stakes. It didn't set up stakes, so I didn't no. really care about anybody. No, there wasn't a lot of tension. Either. There, there weren't really a lot of moments when you felt like Robert De Niro's character was in any danger. I mean, obviously, mm. he's always in danger. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, we know he lives because he's narrating the damn thing. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's not, like, got hugely dramatic, like, edgy seat moments. It's just him wandering through his life as a gangster. So, and, you know, there are certainly some scenes, like, when he accidentally burns down the laundrette that mm-hmm. belongs to uh, Ray Liotta. Is it Ray Liotta? No, it's yeah. not Ray Liotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Harvey, no, it's not. It's Harvey. Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I... I mean, they're both in it. You know, yeah. everyone's in this. Um, 
yeah, and, and, and you know, he's, he's, he's in deep shit, basically. Mm. So that was, you know, there were moments like that that were a little tense, but on the mm. whole, yeah, it, it was definitely very meditative. Mm. I kind of went, watching it in the cinema, I kind of, not drift, not, I didn't drift off in terms of losing interest. I just kind of like was, I was just kind of meditatively watching it. I was just kind of like, hmm, this is very well made. This is very, yeah, very nice, very good, very, yeah. very impressive. But I was never like, holy shit, what's happening now? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty much where I was at with it. So, like, I think if I'd watched it at home, my mark would probably be a, a couple of marks lower as well. But, yeah, def- ironically, for a film that's been released on Netflix, I think it is something that really benefits from a cinema viewing. So, mm. yeah. Mm. I, I'm very surprised it was released on Netflix, not anywhere else. Yeah, I'm well, not sure. Other than select cinemas. Yeah, maybe Netflix for the only people who would pay out for to give him complete like complete freedom. Who knows? Mm. I'd love to know the reasons why this wasn't released by a major studio because it's not like Martin Scorsese would struggle to get a film made. No, maybe Netflix just outbid them. Who knows? But yeah, yeah. Anyway. But like you say, maybe Netflix doing people who would let him have a three and a half hour movie. That's it. Maybe studios would have been like, well, maybe keep it to two. You know. So yeah, yeah. and that, that is part of the reason why films don't get released in cinemas when they're that long yeah, um, or don't get released for as long because basically you can't fit as many films in a day True, showing on, sc- showing on screens mm. um, so yeah that's probably part of the reason why I went straight to Netflix because nobody else really wanted a three and a half hour movie I think that's a little sad though it, it is but also there's a reason sure but also I think there is something to be said for the fact that this is the film that Martin Scorsese wanted to make and it's like whether or not we appreciate it or not it's an artistic decision that he's made and true yeah I'd rather not see and that's a a very good reason to make a film exactly like I wouldn't want all all films to be dictated by what's the most profitable and most accessible because that's just going to involve dumbing everything down so Mm. yeah Yeah, but make, make it a bit more accessible sure Anyway, that's that. What was it? A four and a seven? Four and a seven, yeah. Four and a seven. All right. Lovely. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank yep. you for subscribing. Yep. Catch you next time. Sexy next time. Bye. What did you just say? Sexy next time. Bye. I don't know what. <laughs> All right. Let's go beyond. Beyond the box set.